Escape back next week. Take care. RT8K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The top stories, police seize a gun and ammunition, which they say were intended for use against the force. The Civil Human Rights Front marks International Human Rights Day with its first approved march since August. The Liberal Party leader says it wants a probe into the extradition unrest and wants to see heads roll in government. Police have seized a semi-automatic pistol and ammunition, which they say were intended for use in today's march. It's the first such discovery in six months of protests. Damon Peng has more. Police seized a semi-automatic Glock pistol and more than 100 bullets in an operation on Hong Kong Island. 11 people were arrested in the raids. Police also seized two bulletproof vests after searching two premises in Wan Chai and Fortress Hill. Organized Crime Senior Superintendent Lee Khoi Hua says it's the first time that a gun has been seized in six months and police are very concerned. He says they believe the suspects wanted to use the guns on police this afternoon to wreak havoc. Mr Lee said some of those arrested were involved in a group that allegedly took part in an attack on the Mong Kok police station in October. Hong Kong is preparing for another major protest this afternoon as the Civil Human Rights Front marks International Human Rights Day with a march from Victoria Park in Causeway Bay to Chater Road in Central. Sean Kennedy has more. It's the first event proposed by the front that the police have approved since August and organisers are hoping for a large turnout. Ahead of the march, the government appealed to the public to express their views peacefully and to respect other people's rights. Separately, the new police commissioner, Chris Tang, said the force would take a flexible approach to demonstrations using both the hard and soft approach. Hong Kong has been hit by more than 900 demonstrations, processions and public meetings since June, with many ending in clashes between protesters and police. However, the SAR has enjoyed a period of relative calm since local elections last month delivered a landslide victory to pro-democracy candidates. The Liberal Party leader, Felix Jung, says he'll submit a motion to invoke LegCo's investigative powers and appoint a select committee to look into the months-long unrest arising from the now-withdrawn fugitive bill. Speaking on RTHK's Letter to Hong Kong program, Mr Chung said he'd put forward the motion during his Wednesday's council meeting. He said it was a necessary step given that the party's earlier proposals to the government to end the unrest didn't receive a favourable response. The committee shall be responsible for carrying out the investigation and reporting its finding to the Legislative Council, which includes the consequences upon the livelihood and economy of Hong Kong and other relevant matters as a response to the demands from society. A former Secretary General of, at the Police Watchdog has defended the body's current chairman, Anthony Neo's remarks, complimenting the police on their dedication. Mr. Neo recently told mainland media that the anti-government protests weren't started by the police, raising concerns about the impartiality of a report which is being compiled by the Independent Police Complaints Council, which he chairs. Ricky Ju, who spent time at the IPCC, says he thinks Mr. Neo was only expressing his personal view and his remarks won't affect the credibility of the report. The interim report is due next month. The Chief Secretary, Matthew Cheung, says lawmakers' inability to elect leaders at the House Committee has seriously affected LegCo affairs. In the past two months, pro-democracy lawmakers have been filibustering the process of voting for a vice chair amid the anti-government protests. Mr. Jiang says the committee's work has ground to a halt. Writing on his weekly blog, the minister says the lack of leadership means the committee hasn't been deciding on whether bodies need to be set up to vet government bills. 
President Trump has thanked Iran for what he called very fair negotiations with the U.S., which led to a rare exchange of prisoners between the two countries. Mr. Trump said the swamp had proved that they could make deals together. Earlier, Iran released a Xi Yue Wang, an American PhD student who'd been jailed for spying, which he denied. In return, the U.S. freed an Iranian scientist, Masoud Soleimani. Sievash Mehdis Ardalan from the BBC's Persian service has more details about why Mr. Soleimani was detained. He was a prominent Iranian stem cell researcher, a scientist living in Iran. The U.S. officials basically laid a trap for him, not letting him know that there was a warrant out for his arrest. So when he travels to Chicago, he was detained and held in, in detention without any explanation as to why, but later found to have been charged with violating the sanctions. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The International Monetary Fund has reached a provisional deal to support Ukraine with a five and a half billion U.S. dollar loan. The IMF said President Volodymyr Zelensky's government had made impressive progress in the past few months in advancing reform. In October, Ukraine reintroduced an anti-corruption law which had been scrapped months before Mr. Zelensky was elected president in April. The Saudi Air Force officer who shot dead three people at a naval base in Florida is reported to have played videos of mass shootings before the killings. Mohammed al-Shamrani was undergoing aviation training at the facility in Pensacola. The BBC's Roger Walker has more. U.S. media quote an unnamed official as saying that Lieutenant Mohammed Saeed al-Shamrani showed friends the videos at a dinner party. The gunman, who is undergoing aviation training at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, is also said to have tweeted criticism of American involvement in foreign wars and to have praised Osama bin Laden. But the US Defence Secretary Mark Esper said he was not yet ready to label Friday's shootings as a terrorist attack. Several other Saudi students are reported to have been detained for questioning. Sport boxing Britain's Anthony Joshua is the world heavyweight champion again after a comprehensive points victory over Mexican-American Andy Ruiz Jr. Ruiz took Joshua's IBF, WBA and WBO belts in an upset victory in New York in June, but never looked like retaining them this morning. The BBC's Steve Bunce was at ringside in Riyadh and gave this assessment of Joshua's performance. He got it right in some spectacular style. You can see him now, okay, he has smiled a little bit. What he's doing now, he's just looking out. That's the look he had in the changing room. That's the look he had in that giant entrance here. And that's the look he's had all week. He's smiled in our company as, he, as, as we pose for pictures, as we've talked with him. But he has been steely, focused, nasty and mean. Look at him in the ring. He's on his own, untouched. His father's with him now. That's just a look that says, you know what? I did it. I said I would. That's what I came for. Mission accomplished. Football in the night's big game, Manchester United visited neighbours Manchester City and came away with a big win thanks to first-half goals from Marcus Rashford and Anthony Marshall. City pulled a late goal back, care of Nicolas Otamendi's header, but couldn't find an equaliser. City boss Pep Guardiola felt his side deserved more. They are so fast, so quick, and sometimes when you lose the balls in some position is more difficult. But we arrive in the final third many, many, many times. We could not be more clear there, and of course the counter they can run, but maybe a little bit more than usual, especially the first minutes, but in general the team play really good. United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was delighted. 
Yeah, we'll remember this. Looks so dangerous when we get the ball and go forward. Of course, we're playing against the best team in arguably the world to get a result, to defend like we did, and to create as, as many chances as we did. It's hard to take the ball off them. They can just out-football you. But we had a, a good shape of our, about us, and you know, with the pace we've got and the threat we've got, we look dangerous every time we go forward. And that's our in- intent. It doesn't matter where you win the ball as, as long as you're positive when you win it. Liverpool have tightened their grip on the top of the Premier League. The Reds beat Bournemouth 3-0 yesterday thanks to goal from goals from Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Nabi Keita and Mohamed Salah. That gives them an 11-point lead, but it was the first clean sheet since late September that gave boss Jurgen Klopp the most satisfaction. It was professional, it was controlled, scoring wonderful goals was not... We didn't want to do, make it then overly exciting again, so we really had to control the game. Obviously, Bournemouth was then really felt more and more insecure. Um, lost two players with an injury, doesn't help. It was for sure not a good day for Bournemouth, and we just had to bring it over the line. So, and the boys are now the, the most used word in the dressing room at the moment is clean sheets. Clean <laughs> sheets, finally. Um, so that was, of course, helps. Wonderful performances today. Really, really good, good game of a lot of players. So that helped. Second place Leicester take on Aston Villa tonight. The new Spurs manager, Jose Mourinho, saw his side bounce back from a midweek defeat at Old Trafford with a 5-0 win over Burnley. The most eye-catching goal was the third from Korean superstar Son Heung-min, who ran from inside his own half. Here's Mourinho. It's the best day because it's the best performance. It's the complete performance. It looks like everything come together today. Uh, uh, even the debut of a 17-year-old kid is, is something important for the club, for the academy, for, for, for um, let's say, the project, for the, for the vision uh, of a club and, and the vision of a president. So I think everything today was, was really perfect. To end the news, our top stories once again. Police seize a gun and ammunition they say were intended for use against the force. The Civil Human Rights Front marks International Human Rights Day with its first approved march since August. The news from RTHK. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value, and a new experience. 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 Experience.